0: Upgrade your mind and reclaim your life. Let's get into it. Hello, you guys, and welcome back to Beyond the Body. I am your host, Christina Slater, and today is a fun episode because we're actually going to be replaying the audio from our Holiday Hacks Masterclass. And it is the middle of December, guys, so we are right in the thick of holidays, festivities, Christmas time. And although this is typically a fun time of year for so many people, for a lot of people, the holiday season is not so happy. A lot of us are really good at putting on a mask around this time of year, pretending everything is all good. But on the inside, we are battling so many of our own demons and inner traumas that we have going on. Again, that could be so many different things from families to toxic relationships to financial concerns to overwhelm and stress and body image issues, the self sabotage that happens during the holidays when there are treats that the broken promises to ourselves and how that shows up within our own self integrity, the way we think about ourselves, the way we talk about ourselves, that the holidays, even though it's a happy time and we're typically spending time with loved ones and families. On the inside, we can be tearing ourselves apart. And I mean, that can happen even when it's not the holiday season. So before we dive into the master class, I just want to say if you are struggling internally, externally, in any way during the holidays, you are not alone. And as we are going to unpack in this master class, It's never too late to start. It's never too late to start taking action. Even the small little steps, when you start showing up for yourself and you start creating the space in your mind, in your body, in your life for your own mental and physical health, everything around you is going to improve. And one of the most important things to take away from today's episode is Whatever your normal is, if your normal is a toxic relationship, if your normal is binge eating, if what you typically do is talk down to yourself, that is what you are going to be used to. And that is what you are always going to recalibrate to. If during December, you always overeat, if at every Christmas party, you always come home feeling bloated and shameful about what you ate or how you acted. If every December you tell yourself this one's going to be different and I'm actually going to get some workouts in and I'm going to have some balance, but you never follow through, you are going to always continue living that life. So, not only do we have to be working on your nutrition and feeling your body and giving your body the nutrients that it needs to function properly and have energy and getting movement in, lifting weights, getting our bodies active and healthy. We also have to be upgrading our mentality, the way we see ourselves, the way we talk about ourselves, the way we approach situations, the perspective that we have on societal norms. We just always assume December is a complete write-off. It doesn't have to be that way. And it can be as small as starting to shift perspectives and starting to shift the way that you think about yourself when it comes to showing up. So you guys, we're going to get into the masterclass grab a pen, pick back, relax, take some notes. And if you get value from this, let me know. I appreciate everyone who tunes into the podcast. I love to see who is tuning in. So definitely shoot me over a message on Instagram and let me know your thoughts. How many of you guys want to live a life where in December... And also, this could apply in the summer. I talk about a lot of these kind of same concepts around the summer because the two biggest self-sabotage seasons are Christmas time and summertime, right? Because there's drinks, there's treats, there's barbecues, there's parties, there's gatherings, we're seeing family, we're going camping, all those things, right? So how many of you would actually like to live in a life and a world where you are confident that you can indulge in moderation? where you can trust yourself to eat without shame. Crystal, I love your cat. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Too funny. Where you can spend time with your family and not feel stressed out about food or stressed out in general. You can enjoy and still make those memories and not feel like you're super restricted or you're sabotaging yourself. Or you can go to a party and enjoy yourself or an event and not wake up the next day feeling, what did I do? I feel so bloated. I feel so gross. I drank too much. I overate. I shouldn't have eaten all those sugary cakes. A, a world where you can train realistically, like two, three, four times a week, and feel good about it. Where you're not. I know some of you guys are, are crazy. <laughs> some of you guys are crazy, and you're going to train five times a week, like I do. But some of you guys, I know that it can be a challenge to get those workouts in during the holiday season when things are very, very busy, right? We have gifts to wrap and gifts to buy and places to go. And a world where you can step into the new year feeling accomplished already, feeling already in momentum, feeling ahead of the game instead of feeling defeated. And I know the new year brings like an amazing sense of renewal and excitement. But you guys, with that... How good would that extra motivation feel if you were already in momentum with it, right? Instead of feeling defeated and like January, oh man, I have to redo all of the hard work, right? Because that's the place where a lot of us find ourselves in. So before we get into the tips, because the tips are pretty good, but we're going to bang through the tips pretty quick. I want to talk about five important perspective shifts. Okay. And... The first one, you guys, is just because something has always been one way doesn't mean that's how it has to be forever, right? We can get really caught up in our own past, in our own past beliefs, in the way our family has done things, but that's just one perspective. And that just because it's been done that way doesn't mean it's the truth or it's the only possible way. So again, as a society, most of the time, we kind of label December as a write-up, like in North America, anyways, the general public, once December hits, it's kind of like no one cares about their diet anymore. No one cares about the gym anymore. It's holiday season, all the food, all the drinks, family time, which is great. But we essentially already label December as a write off before it even starts, right? So that's the first perspective shift I want you guys to have going into the training tonight and going into these tips is that. Just because you've always been one way doesn't mean you can't change or you can't be different. You could literally be the person who sabotages themselves all like every single Christmas for 30 years so far. But this time around, it can be different. And again, it's not going to be a snap of your fingers change overnight, but it is completely possible to start to make these shifts no matter how you grew up no matter what cultural norms you you are used to, no matter what your family does, there's always room for growth, okay? The next thing, now, if you are a client, I know we have some clients here, some people who are not a client, probably some people who are new to Cut and Conquer. Overall, if you're a client, you will have heard me say this before, but your brain is designed to keep you safe. Your brain is not designed to keep you happy. Now, this is really important, especially if you're someone who has struggled with self-sabotage, struggled with binge eating, And you probably found yourself saying, Oh, why do I always do this? This is not what I want to do. Why do I always overeat on the Christmas cookies? Why do I always overdrink at the Christmas parties? Like It's not actually who I want to be. But if you are used to being that person, if you are used to acting that way, even if you know that it is not serving you, your brain is going to push you to act that way because it is familiar. Okay? Your brain only cares about keeping you safe. And your brain doesn't really understand that being safe isn't necessarily going to make you happy. It, it associates safety with predictability and with comfort. And what we find comfortable is what we are used to. It's what's in our comfort zone. Okay, It is our default habits. So the way that you've always acted during the holiday season is going to be the way that you are inclined to continue acting. So even just having that awareness going into the holidays, going into Christmas parties, going into these events is going to be huge, okay? Because a big part of overcoming self-sabotage, we always beat ourselves up about it, right? But beating yourself up isn't going to help you, okay? Yes, we can take that experience and we can learn from it and we can go, okay, this is what happened. This is how I can improve in the future. But just talking yourself down and attaching that shame and that guilt to how you acted is not going to serve you. Okay, I'm gonna take a little break. If you guys have... And not a little break, a little drink. If you guys have any questions, drop them in the chat for me. Let me know if this is making sense so far before we get into the tips. And again, guys, whenever you start something new, when you start a new meal plan, when you start a new workout plan, anything anything at all, you will feel resistance to it. And especially like the biggest mindset shift for a lot of our clients, because a lot of you guys are parents or moms. Or spouses, and you're so used to putting the needs of other people. Another thing that's interesting is a lot of my clients are nurses. Like I swear that's like the most popular career of my clients. And I always have to like really break ingrain this into like people in the healthcare industry as well, because we're so used to serving others before ourselves. We're so used to putting other people's needs before our own. When you start working on you, it's going to feel uncomfortable. It is going to feel weird. You're going to be excited at first, but then when life gets challenging, you're going to be like, oh no, like, I'm not used to this. This doesn't feel right. This is not what I'm used to. And you're going to want to self sabotage. Okay. Again, it is normal, but we have to start shifting what our normal is so that we can actually become that person who doesn't feel that way when we're taking time for our own needs and our own self and our own fitness goals and for the gym and for our nutrition. Okay. Self sabotage, you guys. The reason that mindset is so important in fitness... Yes, you can work hard in the gym. Yes, you can eat good. But if your mindset isn't in alignment with where you want to go, you're never going to make it to that next level. And you're going to be that person who continues to do the same stuff and continues to get the same results and who continues to restart their fitness journey every single January because you're not upgrading your mindset to go with it. You're trying to do everything all at once. You're trying to go to the gym as much as possible, eat as little as possible. And your success is not going to match your mindset. So we have to be continually working on that because if you don't see yourself as being successful or being capable of losing the weight or getting to the goal or getting on stage or whatever your goal is, you are going to recalibrate down to where you see yourself. Okay. So I know who's here, Crystal, Ashley, those of you, I know we've worked a lot on self-talk. A lot of us have that inner critic. We're our own worst critic. We beat ourselves up. But we have to start shifting the way we talk to ourselves and the way we think about ourselves because we're going to always recalibrate back to how we see ourselves. And if you see yourself as someone who overeats in December, who can't stay on track during the Christmas parties, who can't stay on track at all during December, who just says, screw it, it's Christmas, i will start in January, you're always going to act that way. We act in alignment with how we see ourselves. So the very first step before any of these tips that I'm about to give you guys will even work for you is to start seeing yourself differently. Start talking yourself differently and start acting the way that you want to feel. Okay? Let me know if that's making sense. Without a foundation, long-term success is impossible, you guys. I don't like to say anything's impossible, but it is if you don't have a foundation. It is so impossible. Have you guys ever watched... I don't watch much TV, but you know the show Selling Sunset and they have those crazy big houses that are like $89 million houses. That house, there's no way that house could be built without a foundation. They have to dig the ground, grade the ground, level the ground, whatever. Like you're trying to build this massive house, this insane transformation, but it's built on crap. Like that's the problem with New Year's resolutions, and that's what I have a love hate relationship with it. Because whenever someone is setting a goal for themselves, I'm all for it. But when you're just picking a goal out of thin air and just trying to do it with no foundation, no strategy, it it's going to be very, very challenging. And that's why so many New Year's resolutions, they don't work, they don't last. There's like, it's 85% of New Year's resolutions fail, quote unquote fail, if you want to call it a failure, in the first six weeks, I think it is. Because there was no there's no foundation built, right? And we're building that foundation in December. You can't expect to achieve the outcome without the without going through the process and laying the foundation and setting the stage, working on your mind, getting your strategy in place, knowing what you need to eat, knowing how to train. Instead, we're just going to go all out and fling shit and hope something sticks. right? And finally, there is no perfect time to start anything. That's probably the most important for this time of year, you guys. Because we're all waiting for January. Because once Christmas is done, we'll have so much time. But there's always going to be something. There's always going to be something. The kids are going to be busy. You're going to be busy. Work's going to be busy. Someone's going to be sick. Your spouse is going to be sick. You're going to be sick. Something's going to happen. Now you have to move. Now there's always going to be something that's in the way, no matter what. So if you can start making these changes, start working on yourself, start showing yourself that you can show up for you when things are challenging. Imagine how easy it's going to be when things are in alignment and when life is pretty on track. And when you don't have all these things coming up, it is going to be so easy. If you can start implementing this now... It's going to be smooth sailing three months from now, but you have to be do, you have to be willing to do the groundwork first. Otherwise, you have nothing to build on, and that's why you have to keep restarting your fitness journey over and over and over again. All right. So a lot of the things we hear around Christmas, things like, "I've already ruined my diet anyways." I, I used to say that. Like for me, Back in the day when I would overeat, it would be like, okay, I had three cookies. Okay, I had four cookies. And I'd be like, well, I already ruined my diet. So I might as well eat 28 cookies. Like, I might as well eat all the cookies. So they're gone from the house, right? This will be my last binge. I would tell myself that every single time. Those of you who know me, you know, I struggled a lot with binge eating. I would always tell myself, like, this is going to be the last time. Stop capping again. It was never the last time. I'll get back on track on Monday. We have to get away from these constructed constructs of Monday, of January 1st, of January, the first of the month. I'll start next month. None of that is really real. It's just this made up thing that we have constructed. Again, the whole screw it, it's Christmas and then regretted it. Yeah, being there, I'm sure a lot of you guys can relate. I've had a hard day. I deserve a break. A lot of these things, we're letting social norms and our emotions dictate how we show up. And then we're getting upset at ourselves and beating ourselves up about it. And it does not have to be this way. So you guys, you might not like this depending on where you're at in your journey right now, but how you act today, how you act tonight, how you act after this class and tomorrow is building the foundation for the future version of you. The average person, you guys, in December gains seven pounds. Okay? The average person gains seven pounds in December. That means you could be seven pounds closer to your weight loss goal. Most of you guys here tonight have a weight loss goal. Some of you guys I know are trying to um, put on weight or build muscle, or you're going to be seven pounds farther behind come January 1st. Maintaining momentum through December, entering the new year, feeling accomplished is so much more powerful than entering the new year, feeling defeated and ashamed of your behavior this month. And this is why we have the, the 12 days of fitness challenge at Cut and Conquer right now, because it's sustainable and most of you guys who are doing it you're doing your workouts and you're doing the challenge but like it's unrealistic for a beginner for a new person to just start like a super strict program for december but there's always something we can do we can always be working on our mindset we can always be doing little things we can be moving our bodies we can be training in a way and i'm gonna teach you guys on in a couple um slides here how to actually manipulate your workouts so that you can get the workout in and still optimize your time without having to do a full workout because life happens. Sometimes sometimes we have to change things. It's so much better to adjust your workout for time constraints than to just skip the workout overall. Okay. Laura said, fear of getting out of your box. Totally. Totally. So many people have, um, just fear of the unknown and that can even manifest as like fear of success. If you've never seen yourself as a successful person, you're not going to know what that looks like. You're not going to know what that feels like. You're not even going to know how to act when you start achieving that success. And that's usually when we recalibrate, aka sabotage. Ashley says, 7 pounds in December alone seems like a lot of weight. That's crazy for an average. Wow. Yeah. I honestly think that's low. So you guys, once in 2018, I went to Mexico and I did the screw it. I was like, screw it. I don't care. Let me eat what I want, when I want, however I want in Mexico. I did work out once. I was in Mexico for 7 days. I ate ice cream like four times a day because you guys know I love ice cream. <laughs> and I ate... It was all you could eat. And I gained nine pounds in that seven days. <laughs> so that's why I'm like, I gained nine pounds in seven days. seven days. Seven pounds in 30 days actually seems kind of low. <laughs> but you guys, it's so easy to gain fat. And it's a lot more challenging to take off the fat. And the reason I said fat and not weight is because there's a difference between losing fat and losing weight. It's not that hard to lose weight. Eat less, run. You're going to lose you're going to lose weight. But if you want to optimize your body composition, meaning you actually want to look good and you actually want to feel good and you actually want it to be sustainable so you can continue to lose fat over time, you want to be losing fat. Okay, you want to be doing a body recomp, meaning either maintaining your lean muscle mass and losing fat. Or building muscle mass. Okay. So, tip number one, we're going to transition into the good stuff now. I'm going to have a quick little drink. If you guys have questions throughout, drop them in the chat. Eat before social events. So often we're like, oh, I have a Christmas party tonight. I'm just not going to eat all day. I'm going to save my appetite. Don't do it. Don't do it. Fuel yourself consistently with food during the day. Okay. Do not restrict your food. Now, this goes for anything. Don't If you're having a treat meal, do not starve yourself all day to account for that treat meal tonight. Okay? It is not good hormonally. It is not good metabolically. You will actually do more damage even if you consume the same amount of calories by starving yourself all day and binging out at night. Okay? You're going to spike your hunger hormones in a way that is not going to be optimal for the next few days. You're going to have cravings the next few days. You're going to have a metabolic response that is not ideal and your body is not going to respond well. And it's going to be reinforcing that binge and restrict cycle. Okay. What you can do though, if you know how to do this, if you don't, you have questions after class, drop me a message, consume lower calorie, higher volume foods during the day. So ultimately, this is just allowing us to still keep our calories within the range that we should be eating while staying very full. So this would be things like lean proteins, things like vegetables, moderate amounts of complex carbohydrates, so that we're staying full during the day. We're still giving ourselves that constant fuel that we need to function. But we're going to allow for extra calories in the evening right? because calories do matter. They do matter, you guys. The next tip here is at the party. So this is what I did. I had Brendan's Christmas party a couple of nights ago. Now, how you approach the social event is going to depend on where you're at in your journey, which is actually on the next slide. But for me... What I usually do if I'm at an event where I'm eating something that, like, I didn't cook, which rarely happens because I rarely go to events, but you want to look at the food and you want to pick the food. This can apply if you ever work, like, in camp as well. Pick the food that you can see the contents of the food. If you're picking something like soup or lasagna or chili, or I don't even know what those foods are because I don't eat them anymore, but like things that are cooked into things, you have no idea what's cooked into that. Again, you don't even know if there's like how much butter was used or whatnot, but especially if it's like a mixture of things, you don't even know how much meat or sauce or sugar or whatever is in that thing because it's just a big compile of food. So try to pick foods that you can see. This is a carrot. I can see that it's a carrot. This is prime rib. I can see that this is prime rib. Oh, these are potatoes. So like you can see the contents of the food. So you can eyeball the portion sizes, right? For those of you who aren't clients, this might not apply as much, but if you're a client, you will know by now at least if you've been with me for like at least three to six to 12 months, you will have a good perception of what your portion sizes look like. So you can kind of eyeball that. And of course, you could go a little bit above that if you are at a Christmas party and you just want to have a little bit of an indulgence. Now, my bonus tip, this is also what I do more so at not not a work Christmas party so much because I think at most work Christmas parties, at least that I've been to, you kind of get called up by the table. But if you're at a family Christmas party or a friend's Christmas party, Wait to eat. Okay. What this does is it actually will boost your own integrity. Because what you do is you go there and you say, okay, there's a ton of delicious food. The past version of me would probably head straight to those whatever it is you like cookies or that Christmas crack stuff. Oh, it's literally so addicting. It's like chocolate with caramel with salt and crackers. I don't know. It's so good. Anyway, whatever it is you would normally eat, be like, okay, the past version of me, that's how I would behave. But the new version of me, I'm actually going to wait. Now, this isn't to starve yourself or to not allow yourself to eat. It's to build up self-confidence that you are not in control of that or that food is not in control of you and that you are in control of what you eat and when you eat it. So you just proved yourself like, hey, I don't have to binge out on this food as soon as I see it. Because in order to rewire a belief, you guys, all you have to do is give yourself evidence that an alternative truth can be true for you. Okay. So even just waiting 30 minutes to indulge in the food is gonna be like, hey, I didn't binge out on this food and I can control myself. And it's gonna give you that little boost to be like, all right, I'm gonna have a serving. I'm gonna have two cookies and a piece of whatever. And then you can also, it'll give you time to just kind of reconnect with yourself, create that space within yourself. And maybe some people will already eat all the extra good stuff. So there won't be anything good left. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) All right, so eat before the event make sure you fuel yourself with good clean good clean food. This part is also really important and this is also a tip that I'll usually give to my clients if anyone is like going out of town or like traveling, going on road trips, those types of things. And it is to set an intention beforehand. Because let me know in the chat if this resonates with you guys, but so often we're like, "Oh yeah, like I'm going to do really good on my trip." And we leave it at that. Oh yeah, I'll be mindful when I go camping. I'll be mindful at my Christmas party. But what does mindful mean? What does mindful mean? I don't know. And what's mindful to me might be completely different than mindful to you. I hear it like all the time we say, Oh yeah, I'll just be mindful of my food choices. What? I don't know what that means. What does mindful mean, you guys? Do you guys know? I don't know. So we have to conceptualize this. We have to make it measurable. We have to identify like, how are we actually going to be mindful? Because we are, when we are there in the heat of the moment, If we don't have a plan, if we don't have an intention, it's really easy to let that mindfulness go to, oh, I'm going to have one drink. I'm going to have two drinks. I'm going to have three drinks. I'm going to have a slice of pizza. and I'm going to have the whole pizza. Now I'm going to have the Christmas cookies, right? So have the plan before you go. These are the questions you're going to want to ask yourself. So write these down or take a screenshot. What would a successful night out look like for me? Ask yourself before you go out. Because when you're in the heat of the moment, that answer is going to look different. Ask yourself when you are still in touch with your higher brain and you can still see your goals clearly. What would a successful night out look like for me? How would I show up? Meaning, how am I going to act? What is that going to look like? And what would allow me to feel accomplished yet still enjoy myself? And this is why, why I say you have to meet yourself where you are at. Because for someone who is, let's say, prepping for a competition, for a bodybuilding show, realistically, you're probably not going to be able to eat anything at a social event because you have to be so dialed in with your portions. So a successful night out for you is probably going to be eating your food out of Tupperware, right? Let's say you are someone who's on a fitness journey, but... Your goal is to lose some weight, but you still want to enjoy your life. You want to lose a couple pounds this month, but you also don't want to sacrifice time with your friends, your family, right? So that night out for you is going to look completely different. And you can end that night feeling just as accomplished as the person who's prepping for a bodybuilding show. Because you can say, okay, my game plan is to have a proper portion of food, to enjoy the food, and to have one or two Christmas cookies and leave feeling super good, feeling full, enjoying my food and not sabotaging my progress, right? Then there could be another person whose goal is to... This is why I say always sometimes eating the cupcake is a win and sometimes not eating the cupcake is a win. Because if you used to eat cupcake after cupcake after cupcake, eating one cupcake and not anymore is like massive progress, you guys. But for some people, having the discipline to not eat the cupcake... Is massive progress. So it's all context dependent upon where you are in your journey and what your goals are right now. Okay. You can't expect yourself to be the same as another person because we're all on different journeys at different at different times. There was this cool analogy that I heard on a podcast and it was talking about comparison. So I'm going a little off track, but it was like it was actually talking about relationships and how it was talking about how women typically, I guess because we have a biological clock or whatever, if we don't have a spouse or we're not starting a family by a certain age, we feel like everyone is so far ahead of us, right? That was what the podcast was talking about. And it was saying like, it looks like people are farther ahead of you because we've made up these constructed timelines in the world of like where we think we should be at different points in our life based on what society does. But when you're looking at these people, if you're looking at them and they were, the analogy was like, you're imagining people in a river and you felt like people were, were farther ahead of you in this river and you're way back here. But it was saying that the river is really just a big circle. And everyone is just exactly where they need to be. And no one is farther ahead than anyone because you're all just going in a circle, right? It was just an interesting perspective. And I feel like we can apply that to our fitness journey as well because it's easy to compare yourself and be like, oh, this person's fitter than me or this person's farther ahead or I work harder than that person. I'm not seeing as good a progress. But like you are exactly where you need to be. And yes, maybe you're having a struggle. You're having a challenge in your life. You're having all these obstacles thrown at you that's what you need in order to get to the next level. And I know in the moment, it's challenging to look at it that way because you're like, I just want it to be easier. But whatever lesson you are getting from that is essential in order to help you go to that next level, you guys. Okay. But if you don't learn the lesson, you're going to keep getting handed the lesson time and time and time again. And it's going to feel very, very frustrating. So that's why I say you have to make decisions based on the person you want to become. Based on the future version of you, you got to be thinking, what would the future version of me do? Because if you make decisions based on the person you are right now, you're going to stay that person. And sure, you're probably a great person, but do you want to stay the same or do you want to have growth? Do you want to have better fitness? Do you want to improve your diet? Do you want to tone up? Do you want to build muscle? Do you want to lose weight? What are your goals? Because you have to make decisions based on already being that person. If you ever want to become them, does this make sense? You guys drop it in the chat. Oh, I'm already chugging almost my whole water, you guys. All right. Tip number three, Speed it up a little bit. Tip number three, bring healthy options. If you're going to a party, bring healthy food. Because a lot of us are sometimes worried like, oh, I'm going to offend someone if I don't eat their food because their food might not hit my macros. You don't want to be rude. So bring your own dish to share with everyone. Bring something healthy, okay? At least also that way, like even if you don't eat the food at the party, you don't feel bad because you brought your own offering. So a couple of little suggestions that I put here, because sometimes you guys might be like, well, what is a healthier option? What could I actually bring, Christina? So a fruit tray, vegetable tray, pretty classic, pretty easy. Energy balls, those are kind of like a fun one. You can make them if you're a client. You have there's quite a few recipes in the recipe book for the energy balls. And you can even like spice them up and make them Christmas version. I don't know, put little red and green sprinkles or something, roll them in like powder, make them snowballs. I don't know, something like that. You could do like coconut on the outside, maybe snowball thing. Buffalo chicken dip. We did this one last year. It was actually so good. And we did it with cottage cheese blended up. And then you add the buffalo ranch seasoning. And we added this was when I was still eating dairy. I I don't eat dairy anymore, but we did like the laughing cow cheese and then hot sauce, like Frank's buffalo hot sauce. And then chicken thighs we did in the air fryer, put them in the dip, and then dipped it out on like crackers and chips. (laughs) Excuse me. It was really good. Protein, cream cheese, dip. I've also seen people do this either in a small serving or like a big serving, basically cream cheese, protein powder. You could do chocolate variation. you could add a flavoring in there or you could add like cocoa powder and then bring it with fruit with apples, like usually my go-to, but you could do that with fruit, roasted vegetables, some type of salad, protein loaf. so I know you guys might not know what that is. If you don't know on Instagram, we have a recipes channel. If you don't know what I'm talking about, and you want to join it, message me after the class. I am not big on cooking personally my spouse cooks everything but I send a lot of yummy looking recipes in that chat and you can make like delicious protein breads they're like like there's like zucchini variations that you can use you can use like sweet potato and you can bake make them from and you can use Greek yogurt as well there's like a ton of ones I don't know I'm not that into cooking but they're like super high protein there's like they're lower carb all clean ingredients they look delicious and you could do like different frostings on them spice them up however you want. We could do like meats with crackers, all those cheeses, those types of things. just like healthier options than a typical kind of like casserole dish or whatever you might typically bring to like a Christmas party. Tip number four, so this is a cool tip. I love this one. I was talking to a client about this not too long ago. And tip number four is to prioritize your indulgences, okay? So obviously, during the holiday season, food, snacks, treats, they're everywhere. <laughs> and so often we can kind of catch ourselves snacking simply because food is available. We're not even that hungry. We're just bored or there's food around and we're just mindlessly eating. How many of you guys have done that? I like that was probably my, one of my biggest things in the holiday season was just to like to eat because food was there. So, when we are indulging, we want to do so with intention. We want to really enjoy the treats, and the food that we're eating. Whether it's a treat or whether it's a normal food, we want to enjoy it, right? What's the point of eating food if we don't like it? So how I like to structure this is classify your food into three buckets, okay? So we're gonna have bucket one, bucket two, bucket three. Bucket one, if you're a client, is gonna be all your foods on the food charts, okay? So this is what your meal plans are pretty much made up of, the bucket one foods. These are your clean, whole foods. So chicken breast. Vegetables, you know, that kind of stuff. Bucket three. So we're skipping over two for a second. Bucket three is going to be the treats that you really love. Okay. Somebody, everybody, drop it in the chat. What is your bucket three food? What's your bucket three food? I'm trying to think of mine. So, my, most of you guys know I don't like junk food. I don't like treats, but I do like nachos. I do like burgers. Trying to think what else. I do like a good turkey sandwich with cranberry sauce. My mom's here and she hates that. (laughs) Um, Let me see. Let me see. Okay. Justine says, I've, I've definitely got more choosy with my treats. Yeah. Game changer. Kate says, cheese and crackers. Courtney, chips and dip. I haven't had chips and dip in a while. Like a long time. But I remember those chip dips. Those were pretty good. Chips and dip as well. I'm trying to think of what else I like. What else do I like? So guys, I don't like junk food anymore, but I had to retrain myself. Like I was not like this. Mom, if you're listening, I was not always like this. When I was a kid, I mean, I liked junk food, quote unquote junk food, but like, I don't anymore. I would never, I talked to this in the Halloween podcast, but you guys, I would never eat candy. But like, you can change into being like this if you want to. Most people probably don't want to. But oh, mini eggs, mini eggs. Now we're talking. I do like me some mini eggs. <laughs> Shannon, I have a huge sweet taste. So any chocolates or cakes. I used to like brownies a lot. Sometimes like banana bread can be good. Anyways, um, bucket three are those foods that you really, really... They are really worth eating and you enjoy them. Bucket two is everything else. Now, the problem with society today, 90% of people eat out of bucket two. Okay? Most of the general public eat bucket two foods. Bucket two foods are foods that they're not bad for you but they're not that great. They don't have a ton of nutritional value. They don't have a ton of vitamins. They don't have a ton of minerals. They are the easy to grab foods. Okay, These are the things you go in your pantry, you grab them, you eat them. These are the things you swipe on, skip the dishes, you pop your finger on the app, you order it, you eat it. It's the easy foods that don't really taste that good that are convenient. This is what 90% of the population eats. And this is why 90% of the population you're like I'm. I am I don't know what accent this is or where it's coming from, you guys. <laughs> but it's coming on. I don't know. I don't know what's wrong with my voice today. But 90% of what people eat is a bucket two food. And the reason is because it's convenient. Bucket two foods, you guys, they don't even taste as good as bucket one foods. Bucket one foods, when you take the time to prep, when you take the time to know what you should be eating, when you have a meal strategy, when you have it planned out, when you're hitting your protein, you're hitting your carbs, you're hitting your fats. It tastes delicious and it feels so good in your body and you feel so good about it. Bucket two doesn't taste that good. You don't feel that good about it. And it's not going to align with your nutrition targets most of the time. And then you have bucket three, where it makes sense to eat because you enjoy it. You It adds value to your life and you could feel good about it because you've eaten bucket one and bucket three. Okay. Crystal says, I'm a sweet and salty kind of gal, but if there's a dime bars around, that's one of my weaknesses. Ooh. The 9 of ours used to be the thing I would binge eat. I would buy the Costco packs and take them to my university fridge and eat the whole pack. Like the whole pack. Like the, the massive pack. Um, so what I recommend is... So there's kind of two options. Again, you have to meet yourself where you're at. 85 to 90% coming from bucket one of your diet and 10 to 15% coming from bucket three. Okay, that's kind of how I try to live my life for the most part. Mine's a little higher. Mine's probably like 5% coming from bucket three. But again, I've been doing this, you guys, for a very long time. Another option would be 80% bucket one and 20% between buckets two and three. Because the reality is sometimes it might be realistic to opt for a bucket two food. But we do not want the majority of our food coming from bucket two. Does that make sense, you guys? Let me know if that makes sense. I, I like that analogy. I felt like that made a lot of sense to me. Tip number five, Make smart alcohol choices. Holiday season, it's time to let loose. For some of us, that could mean enjoying some alcoholic beverages. Keep in mind that your body will always prioritize burning off alcohol before it will burn off any other macronutrient or calories. So when you consume alcohol, it is much more conducive to fat gain. That doesn't mean you're going to gain fat, but it is much more likely because if you're in a surplus of calories, you're always going to burn off alcohol first. Okay. So to optimize this, try to aim for alcoholic beverages that have less added sugar, less of those sugary liqueurs. Make sure you're hydrating with water. You want to keep the calories a bit lower, the lighter drinks. I actually put together a free ebook this year. It has eight healthy holiday cocktails. I'm not, I don't really drink very much, but I think these recipes are pretty good. If any of you guys have tried them, you've got to let me know. We were kind of experimenting with some of them. So hopefully they taste good. But even if you tweak them a little bit to fit your particular taste buds, I think they're pretty fun. So if you guys do want a copy of the Holiday Cocktail Healthy ebook, drop me a message after the class and I will send you a copy. So yeah, today's topic isn't too much on alcohol, but just be mindful with your choices and shoot me a message. I'll get you the the ebook if you guys want. Now, number six is huge. We got some badass clients here, including myself. Keep training. Keep training, you guys. Even if your holiday season is really, really busy... I need another drink, guys. My mouth is drying out. Even if your holiday season is really busy, keep working out. You can reduce the frequency of your training. You can reduce the duration of your training, but do not cut it out. Do not cut it out, you guys. If you cut it out, you're going to be so much more likely to add those extra calories on as fat. If you're keeping training, you're lifting weights, you're moving your body, you're going to put on muscle. right? That's why we eat in a surplus or just add around maintenance levels because we can build muscle at that point. And let's say you gain 4 pounds over December. Okay, Let's say you gain 4 pounds, but 3 of that is muscle. That would be amazing. But if you gain 5 pounds over December and 1 of it is muscle... That's not not really what we want to go for, right? So when we are eating those extra calories, we want it to go to our muscle. And if we're not lifting weights, it's not likely it's going to go to muscle. Ashley says, Oh man, it's going to take some serious scheduling. Our gym has horrible hours during the holidays. Guess I'm going to be doing some at home, but got to keep going. Yes. Yeah, it's funny. My gym actually closes too. Well, I go to two gyms, but our one gym, if anyone goes to Syncrued, sports and wellness, it closes from December 22nd to July 8th or or July (laughs) till January 8th. That's like a long closure. So Mac Island it is. So yeah, December is the best month to optimize your gains and pack on some lean muscle while eating in a calorie surplus. Now, how to do this to make it realistic for your schedule? Train in the morning. We all know the evenings at Christmas time are crazy. So just get your workout in in the morning. Even if you're not a morning person, make yourself a morning person for December. Condense your workouts. So most of the time, it's starting the workout that holds us up, right? If we can just get our workout clothes on, don't even... Who cares about your workout clothes? Start in any clothes or no clothes or whatever the case. Just start. Because if we can get started, we're going to almost always finish the workout, right? And you can condense it. I've told many of you guys, probably some of you guys here right now, even just do half your workout. Worst case, do half of it. And if you have to tap out for whatever reason, hey... You kept your integrity. You kept your word to yourself. You kept your promise to yourself that you were going to work out and you did it. Half a workout is way better than no workout, right? You can also superset. Like that will save a lot of time. Obviously, if you're a client, you have a workout plan. It was created that way for a reason. For supersets, there's a reason why they're paired together. If it's not a superset, there's a reason why it's not. But if you are short on time, superset your exercises. Back to back and then rest. Back to back and then rest. You can cut off like 30% of the time you spend training if you superset. Reduce your rest time. Again, not something that I typically advocate for because your rest times are in there for a reason. But I would rather you cut your rest time and get the workout in so that you can feel accomplished, feel good, and stay in momentum. If you're usually resting, let's say 65 seconds between your sets, cut it down to 30, right? It's not going to kill you for the month of December. Again, for example, 12 Days of Fitness, great example. I know some of our clients are realistically not going to be able to get in a full workout for the next 12 days. So they have 12-minute workouts. Are those workouts going to make them shredded? No, they're not. Are they going to make them gain a ton of muscle or lose a ton of weight? No. But they're going to allow you to feel good. They're going to allow you to stay in momentum. They're going to keep you accountable so that by the end of those 12 days, you're still going to be in momentum instead of working out maybe once or twice over those 12 days and just feeling crappy because you rushed your workout. And now you don't feel like working out because you didn't do a good job. And we're just in that downward spiral. Tip number seven. We have two more tips left, you guys. Last two. Tip number seven. Set a behavioral-based goal for December. Generally, with the the exception of a few people, I never push a weight loss goal for a client in December because it's typically not a good idea. It doesn't mean that you can't lose weight in December. And I do have a few clients who are who are absolutely weight loss clients during the month of December. But setting a behavior-based goal, especially if you're someone who has struggled with self-sabotage, specifically during the Christmas season, is going to be so much more effective because that behavioral-based goal is going to serve you in the future, right? Instead of trying to lose five pounds in December and just not doing it and then feeling like crap because you gained two pounds instead of losing five, but you got nothing else out of it, set a behavioral-based goal that's going to help you build momentum in the future. So something like consuming a breakfast with 30 plus grams of protein, getting that as a habit. Because that's going to be so helpful for the rest of your life. Going to bed at 1030. That was just an example. A five-minute dedication, a five-minute daily meditation practice. Again, just an example. It could be stretching, could be a morning routine, could be something else. Doing 25 squats daily. Consume 25 milliliters of water upon waking up. It could be a water goal, a hydration goal, right? Just something that is going to serve you in the future. Because just trying to lose weight and having no strategy, it's not going to help you. You're probably not going to do it anyways and you're going to have no foundation tip number eight final tip is increase your daily activity guys even if you are training in the gym this is just a general weight loss tip as well yes you can work hard in the gym and yes you can do cardio but that's still a small portion of your day you have like many 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 other hours in the day so try to just increase your movement take the stairs park farther away There's this thing called workout snacks. If you are a client, you may know what I'm talking about. I know I've explained it to some of you guys. Basically what this is, this isn't my concept. This is from Andrew Huberman, but he says, pick an exercise. So again, I like to use this when I'm on vacation or like busy times like Christmas. And you pick an exercise. Let's take a squat, for example. And you pick a a frequency. So let's say three times a day. So three times a day, you're going to do 50 squats. That could be an example. You just pick something for yourself and you hold yourself to it. Three times a day, I'm going to do 50 squats, And then that's what you do. And it just increases your metabolic rate. It boosts your calories burned each day. It could be... You could also set a time when it could be like, okay, hey, three times a day, I'm going to do jumping jacks for 30 seconds. And then you just do it. Another example would be like, if you're at an airport, you could be like, okay, I'm going to go up and down the staircase five times. and you just go up and down the staircase five times. It's just like these little sporadic bursts that are going to keep you active and motivated throughout the day. It's not something, again, that's going to make you shredded or make you gain a ton of muscle, but it's just to keep yourself accountable and in momentum. And then another one, if you guys have kids or family, like play games with It's exhausting. If you've ever played with kids, oh my gosh, it's draining. <laughs> and they'll always want to play. Even if they don't think they do, you just start and they'll join you. So be active with your family. Include your kids. If you have kids in your workouts, most of the time, I'm pretty sure they are going to be receptive to it. I know mine are. And I know most of our clients are as well. All right. Those of you who do not work with Cut and Conquer, because I know there were several of you asking about this who joined the class. I'm not sure if you guys are all here right now. Um, I know I have quite a few clients here. So you guys can drop in how good the program is. If you think it's good, that is. So we have a few different programs coming in January. We have our confident Queen Academy. We also have the Shred program launching that only runs in January. If you work with us, obviously, you have your program built out in your calendar. You have customized workout demos. You have form, full full form. If you're a newer client and you're here right now, again, make sure you do check out the exercise form demos. They're not like little snippets in your plan. It's like full execution on how to perform things. We get access to literally hundreds of recipes, personalized nutrition. And then a massive... If you're a client, how massive is the library of resources? I think Justine and Ashley, you guys have watched like every single video almost. So there's hundreds of mindset videos, of training videos, of nutrition videos, of coaching calls, of cooking classes, of everything. Kate says, the most amazing program. Kate, you're an amazing client. Um, So we have our Confident Queen Academy, which is our biggest program right now. We have four different program options in there. And then we also have two men's programs in there as well. And then there's a gym and home-based. So obviously, you get to select the program of your choice. So we have Lean Queen, Beauty Queen, Muscle Majesty, and Beginner. You get customized nutrition, monthly check-ins, personalized check-ins, access to all of our client resources, recipes, travel workouts, cardio classes on demand, cooking classes, live education, in-depth exercise tutorials, and so much more. Ashley says, best program ever. Absolutely love being a part... of." Oh, you guys are the best. We love you. Crystal, absolutely best program ever. You guys are the best clients ever. So yeah, in the academy, there's really something for everyone, but I just want to say you still have to show up. You still have to put in the work. Everyone here who's a client, like you guys know how it is. Yes, we provide you with the roadmap, but it all comes down to are you willing to put in the work? Are you willing to execute because that's what your results depend on. And then we have the shred program. So this is different than the Academy. This is a fully customized program, fully customized built from scratch training. However, the shred program does follow like a set. Criteria when it comes to training because it is an aggressive fat loss program. It is advanced, customized nutrition, biweekly check ins with tread, and then everything else that everyone gets in the academy as well. So all of the bonus workouts, all of the extra home workouts, all of the travel workouts, the injury friendly workouts, all that stuff you guys have in the academy. It is twelve weeks, so it's basically twelve weeks where we are aggressively cutting fat. It's going to look a little different from everyone. It does include cardio. You will be doing cardio on tread. We're going to likely be reducing your calories over the 12 weeks. I have actually... So this client right here is one of the... There's been... How many people do Shred in my life? Probably like 50 to 70. 50 to 70 people do the Shred program since we started it. And this client right here is actually one of the only ones that reverse dieted basically through all of Shred and still lost a ton of weight. We increase her calories every week. She did no cardio. It was like metabolic fire. But most of the time, calories will be gradually coming down. But we do it in a way that it doesn't feel like you are eating less. We do it in a way that it actually feels like you're eating more. And cardio is very individualized per client. Again, though it is advanced, I don't recommend it if you have injuries. I don't recommend it if you are newer to the gym. Newer meaning like within the last year really or if you have a lot a lot a lot a lot a lot of weight to lose because again it is aggressive so if you have a hundred to two hundred pounds that you're wanting to lose something like that it's going to be way more smart to do a more gradual approach because it's going to be better for the longevity of your journey. Oops. And then for those of you who are interested in this particular masterclass I pulled a couple podcast episodes that I felt would be relevant to you. So episode 110, the risks of all or nothing thinking and fitness, I felt would be very relevant for those of you here because it kind of talks. It's a really good one, especially for coming into the new year, because what almost everyone does in the new year is they just go balls to the walls and they try to do all this cardio and diet down and eat just salad. And it really talks about the mental and metabolic and physical ramifications of doing that. So I highly recommend that one for everyone. If you're someone considering the Shred program, again, we have quite a few clients already signed up. We haven't released it to the public yet. I recommend checking out this one. It's from last year, but it is pretty much all the same information for this year. Shred is back. It's episode 73. Sugar cravings and Halloween temptations. I recommend that just because it is a Halloween episode, but it still applies to Christmas cravings and Christmas temptations. Very, very relevant. You can literally replace the word Halloween with Christmas. I should have just, I should get AI to bleep out Halloween and just say Christmas. And I could re-release that episode. <laughs> Laura says next December. Yeah. Shannon, working with you has definitely been a step in the right direction. I've improved in all, aw, in all areas of my life. Thank you, Shannon. And honestly, though, and yes, of course, I think I'm a great coach. And I think Ramzia and Britt are like amazing coaches too. But when you, and this goes for Shannon and everyone, when you start, Taking actions to better yourself and your own fitness. I have never had a client who's, oh, yeah, like my fitness improved, but everything in my life didn't, right? When you start physically feeling better, you start feeling better in every aspect and you start showing up better for your family. You start showing up better at work. You start being able to have a greater capacity for growth. And so often it starts with our fitness and our nutrition. And sometimes when life is super chaotic, if you're a client, let me know, because I think this will really ring true with all my clients here. If your life is in chaos, having control of your diet and your training is literally can save your life. Because when everything else feels chaotic and terrible and like the world is crashing around you, you still have your fitness and you still have that community and you still have that support and that structure right? Because without that, I think some of us, including myself, would be very lost. If I didn't have the structure of my training and the gym as my outlet and my nutrition to be in control, there are times where I would be in the insane asylum. Um, Crystal says, love the Beyond the Body podcast. I listen to it every day and have replayed many, many times. Courtney, the program has pulled me out of so many stressful and low points. I've never felt worse. I've never felt worse after a workout. Yeah. It's so true. It's so true. Because, well, I mean, sometimes people... I feel like people glorify that. Sometimes they're like, Oh, I felt horrible. Went to the gym. Felt great. Which has happened. But sometimes you go to the gym, you feel horrible. And you still feel horrible after. But you can feel good that you held yourself to it. Right? So I love that, Courtney. If you are not a client and you are here, macros versus meal plans, what's right for you? Is a really great episode that kind of explains the different approaches we have at Cut and Conquer when it comes to nutrition and why you might pivot at certain times. Because certain times, doing macro tracking might really serve you. And then certain times, switching to a nutrition plan might serve you better. And then episode 65, don't make the make, don't make the make, don't make the same mistakes in 2023. Just replace the three with the four. Because I actually listened to this podcast today and I was like, it's all still super relevant. And I don't usually re listen to my podcasts. It's funny because sometimes I re-listen to my live streams. I rarely ever, ever listen to my podcast. It makes me feel so awkward. But I actually re-listened to that one today. And I was like, yeah, still super relevant. (laughs) All right. That is it for today. Hopefully, this was valuable. If you guys have questions, drop them in the chat. Or if you want to unmute yourself and actually ask me, you totally can. I really appreciate you guys joining tonight. And hopefully, for those of you who worked a five out of five confident on staying on track this December, hopefully your number increased. And hopefully, you can take some of these tips and apply them, use them at your Christmas parties, and just, you know, feel aligned and accomplished as we head into 2024.